This podcast was not supposed to be about me at all. It was supposed to be about Shannon and her journey to become an artist CEO. And I was just the narrator and editor. But it turned out that this wasn't just another client I was going to help with content. This was a soul connection. And yes, by the way, I think soul has a place in business. Left brain, right brain. I'm so used to working every single day of the week. Weekends mean nothing to me anymore. I think art and commerce, business and creativity, productivity and beauty can integrate. I'm excited when I get excited. I just want to dig in. Everyone is born creative. Artist CEO. It's taking so much more time than I ever imagined to make this dream come true. Hey man, I'm just faking it till I make it. Hi, it's Carrie. And if we're going to tell my story, I think we need to start with how Shannon and I got to this moment of making Artist CEO happen in the first place. So, a couple of months ago, Carrie and I met. So, Carrie is my digital marketing strategist, and she too is a left brain, right brain integrated being. And she is both a savvy professional, a businesswoman in her own right, and a poet. When Shannon and I met, my life was all about poetry. I was making weekly YouTube videos of spoken word poems. And my poem for girls who had eating disorders not bad enough for treatment went semi-viral on Upworthy. I performed another poem at a big conference. It was looking like I was getting successful. But underneath it all, I felt stuck, unfulfilled, and was wondering what would be next. I had just left my job as a babysitter that was literally sucking me dry, and I was just starting out my business as a freelance content producer and strategist. I was having coffee uh, and a beer, and I was actually celebrating with my team. We had just had a great design project that went really well, and I think it was our first official full design project with a particularly important client, a very big tech company that we were really excited to work with. And so I told them I would take them out for a round, and we were sitting there, and I had my um, a regular meeting with Carrie, so I told everyone I had to excuse myself. And I walked into the other patio of this place, um, Paisan. It's got little uh, twinkle lights, you know, in the evening and another bar right in there. It just, it's where I go when I want to feel like I'm in Europe, even when I'm not. So I was there with my team. I excused myself. I went into the back patio. There was a second little door outside and it was hot. It was hot, hot, hot. And there was something in particular about the heat and the sun because it was making me relax or maybe it was the beer, I don't know. But I just remember being really happy and I remember being really relaxed and at ease. All I remember is being on Google Hangouts in my home office and because I'm on the East Coast, it was dark outside. And I often feel at ease when I talk to Carrie anyway because she's a pretty, she's a pretty mellow soul and she's very thoughtful and I never feel like anything we do is rushed. 
And this is exactly the way I want to go about my marketing. This is exactly the way I want to go about my advertising and, in fact, running my business. Shannon's right. I am a mellow soul, but I also get things done. Looking back on this now, I can't help but think it's another reason that Shannon and I were put together on this journey, to bring a good balance of mellow and action into both of our businesses. During this meeting, Shannon and I began talking about the possibility of integrating her artist self and her business self. I had fairly recently been brought on to help out with her social media, as she was performing under the name Gray, and then sharing about her business under her name, Shannon. I was wondering about structure, and if we should really be separating these two things. Carrie asked the question, what are we doing here? And does it make sense to not take these two sides of you that you had created a schizophrenia of sorts, and and work to integrate them. So, Carrie one day suggested a podcast. I started listening and got really, really excited. And I just had this flood of energy that welled up in me. So let's be real here. I didn't know what I was doing when I introduced the idea of the podcast. I mean, I had done an interview show before for a brand, but never something narrative, never something this creative in the medium. And we both felt that surge of energy rise up. It was intoxicating. That first session, I was living in Amsterdam, and we finished our meeting at like 10.30 at night, and I biked over to a bar on the canals with my husband, and we celebrated the new idea. By that time, my business had been going for about seven months, and I had a full client roster despite doing literally zero marketing of my services. Honestly, I didn't want anybody to know that I was doing content. And I just got clients through word of mouth and referral. And primarily from my professional fairy godmother, the woman who was the reason that Shannon and I met in the first place, Tanya Taylor Rubenstein. Tanya is a solo performance coach who coincidentally helped both Shannon and I complete our one-woman shows. I had started helping her develop an online course so she could scale her business, and she saw on Facebook that Shannon was looking for someone to help her with social media. And that's how we connected. Anyhow, I'm supposed to be telling you my story, and I've got a lot of story to tell, so as not to bore you with my childhood, let's just go back to the time when I was a nanny, obsessed with entrepreneurship podcasts, while making spoken word poetry videos and posting them on YouTube. War, poverty, gay rights, rape, anxiety, PTSD, all the pills to take, not to mention being inundated with productivity hacks and time management tips, and everything you do getting sucked into the big black hole of the internet. Yep, those kind of spoken word poetry videos. I mentioned in an earlier episode that I had a health crisis that led me to doing my one-woman show. That crisis was being unable to sing and often speak without pain. I'm not going to go into all the details here, but what you need to know is that by this time I had healed my voice to a degree, but singing was still scary for me. And I had all these poems written that had never been shared. So in true millennial fashion, I started a YouTube channel. And in true content strategist fashion, I wanted to commit to weekly content, i.e. a new video every week. Here's a few. 
Check your email and you've been paid by last week's client. And another has accepted your proposal with a price tag that shines. You worded it right and now you get to take it. Call your mother and update her. Find out that your father might be about to do something stupid. Take your anger and turn it into a productive phone call. I didn't have to feel my teeth shriek, but my body was screaming. My hair was clumping in the drain, my down fuzz growing, my stomach growling, my spirit withering, my mind humming with calorie counts and goal weights and tips and tricks and thousands of inspiration photos of runways. I once heard the story of a doctor who knew what the body had to offer but never sat down to honor it. I kept it up for about three months when out of the blue, I was contacted by one of the leaders behind a women's conference at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Omega is a holistic wellness retreat that I had never heard of at the time, but it has a center for women's leadership. And every year they have a conference and they were looking for something inspirational to begin the final day on. They came across my YouTube video of a poem called When I Have Gumption and they knew it was the perfect piece. I wrote that poem on a train from New York City to North Carolina in one of those flashes of inspiration where you are not the creator, but the scribe. My hand was translating something much bigger than myself, which was the medicine I needed in that moment. And it turned out thousands of women have needed it since. I got invited to come up to the conference that weekend to a fancy dinner where I sat at a table with Elizabeth Gilbert. And I actually didn't realize she was Elizabeth Gilbert until after she introduced herself to me. Duh. But anyway, I felt so alive on that stage. And I had a long line of women queuing up to thank me after the performance. I felt 100% aligned in that moment and like everything was about to open up for me. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. After the high of the conference, I became incredibly depressed. I started compulsive overeating and falling into pits of despair during the day as I was still nannying. After getting a taste of being so completely in my power and serving the world with my gifts at the conference, continuing to babysit, which was 0% aligned with my soul, was killing me. I couldn't do it anymore. And I had a secret. I had been listening to entrepreneurship podcasts for almost eight hours a day for many months, soaking in every piece of knowledge that I could. I had always known I was meant to work for myself, but the times I had tried before had never worked out. One time I thought I was going to tour my one-woman show at colleges with another solo performer, but then we both realized we wanted something different for our lives. She wanted to act. I was applying to grad school in narrative medicine and getting obsessed with how the body heals itself. Before that, I had a blog for millennials about pursuing good work and how we could change our society if we changed how we approached work, and even beta tested a course I wanted to sell someday, but it never took off. So you decided to do something slightly more practical and help people like me with their social media and websites. Exactly. It wasn't glamorous or let's face it, 100% aligned with my sole purpose. But it paid the bills as well as babysitting did and didn't make me want to lose my mind. I was able to help people whose work I believed in and it gave me the flexibility to work when I wanted to and travel. 
So by the time Shannon and I started working on this podcast, I had a full client roster and was doing the virtual assistant, content strategist, social media, jack of all trades thing. And you guessed it, struggling with my art while doing it. Before we go further and I tell you what's been going on with Shannon, we're going to take a break for a quick sponsor read that I am so excited about. This week's sponsor is Lola, which is a modern approach to feminine care. They offer a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. This is amazing because if you've been awake the last few years, you've probably been coming more and more aware of all of the chemicals and substances that are in products that go into our body from like cleaning supplies to makeup and yeah to feminine care. I'm starting to slowly replace all the things in my house and that takes a while but Lola makes it really easy. It's a subscription service and you can customize what comes in your box so no one knows your cycle better than you do. You get to customize what you want delivered to your door every month so that you don't have to buy like multiple items from the store or even remember to go to the store and you know that what's in it is safe for your body because the FDA doesn't require feminine products to disclose their ingredients but we want to know that it's safe so you always know what you get with Lola. It's a female founded company by women for women which obviously I love and they also give back so for every purchase they are donating feminine care products to homeless shelters across the United States. So I don't see how you could go wrong with this. It's set it and forget it. It's safe. You're helping the world. You're helping yourself and you're making your life a little bit easier as an artist CEO. I know it's great for me to not even have to think about it anymore. So to make this deal even sweeter, we've got a little discount code for you. If you go to mylola.com and you use the code all caps artist artist in all caps when you check out, you'll get 40% off. That's amazing. Couldn't be better. Thank you for supporting the show, and thanks, Lola, for supporting us, too. Now, back to the story. Things are really starting to go with, I guess, the artist side of myself. I mean, not necessarily from, like, a huge success point of view, but just in terms of energy and the priority I'm able to give to my acting, which has felt incredible. Actually, in general, I've had just a little bit more time, or maybe it's that I've been taking more time. To write, to think, to talk, to express, to, I mean, doing this podcast has really been helping me in that way because it helps me prioritize that creative side of me, even though sometimes I'm talking about business or, you know, I'm creating a podcast that's maybe, you know, doing brand building or helping build a business. I mean, it's really fundamentally a creative endeavor. And so um, it feels really nice to have something hold place in my life and in my schedule to um, just think creatively and act from a more creative place instead of from um, a little bit more of a quote-unquote left brain kind of place, which I know I get into a lot. Um, It's really easy for me to just get sucked into work and development, and I forget about that other wild side of my brain. Do you notice how different Shannon's voice is here than when we left off with her in episode four? She might not want me saying this, but it strikes me now as like the difference between someone who hasn't had sex in a year and someone who definitely has. That's what art will do for you. Things have been really good. I started 
class with Tom Bentley Fisher, and I've been taking that every Saturday morning. And then Friday night, I have rehearsal, and I'm doing a private class, actually, also with Tom. And my director for Laughing Wild, Adam, having privates and having class and then rehearsals and homework for uh, Laughing Wild in particular and then just my acting career and my craft in general um, has been wonderful. Laughing Wild is a two-person play by Christopher Durang, and it is a big endeavor. Like the entire play starts out with this insane half-hour monologue from Shannon's character. The woman. I'm so used to doing things by myself. I haven't really been in an ensemble show, like for realsies, in a long time. I, I can't even remember when the last time I did an ensemble piece. Um, I mean, I've done little things like one night shows where I was in a scene, but most of the performances I do, it's like I have my piece. And then other people have their piece, and it's really more of a showcase. It's just so cool like to be part of this production team, and it's really small, and it's intimate. And our producer, Amanda, is amazing, and she has such good insight. Yes, that Amanda. Shannon's professional fairy godmother. Yeah, I just, can I also just say, like, how stoked I am that I'm even acting at all. Like, this feels multi-level special. It's like I have this amazing team... I'm really passionate about this character. I'm just excited to transform and to give my all and to work. I just love to work. And you know why I love to work? Because I'm doing work that matters to me. And I hope the world, I hope that it also benefits, but it also matters to me. Like, how lucky am I that I get to wake up and no matter what I'm working on, whether it's building a team or building a brand or building a character or building a relationship, or building a home, or it's like that all of these things are meaningful. They're meaningful to me, and they, you know, if if someone just, like, gave me shelter and gave me food and, like, you know, met my basic necessities, these are all the kinds of things I think I would be doing, <laughs> even if I didn't get paid. Shh, don't tell the boss that. She might not give me a raise. I feel really boring lately, Carrie, because I just feel like I, I, I have not a whole lot to say, um, I guess because I'm not, I don't know, I'm not struggling. That's okay, Shannon. I'll struggle for you. I am excited about Laughing Wild. I'm excited about performing. I'm excited about being able to do my art and my craft and... It, you know what it is? It's the thing that makes me feel alive. Most alive. I mean, there, there are other things that get scratched from being a CEO. That's very fulfilling. That's kind of more about, like, power. Like, learning about really healthy self-empowerment, if you will. If I may use that word. It's very satisfying to build a company. It's like it feels constructive. It feels productive. It feels satisfying. It feels like I learned so much about being an integrity. And it feels just as much of service as it feels selfish. And my art makes me feel alive. And so alive that I feel like I almost go beyond being alive. I, I transcend I'm not sure I ever felt that way in my acting. 
which is probably why I moved on to songwriting and poetry. When I'm channeling a new piece, it's like I'm not there, or that I'm the perfect vessel of life experience and perspective to bring something meaningful through. With so much strategy and thinking connected to my CEO side, it feels so good to surrender. To actually be able to let go and just take direction and be an actress, and like it was so wonderful. The other day I showed up to rehearsal and and Adam and Tom, uh, we were kind of warming up and they're like, okay, so what do you want to do today? And they kind of looked at me and I was like, oh, hell no. Like, that's not my decision. You're the teacher and you're the director. I am just going to follow whatever instructions you give me. And it was so lovely to be able to just be like, you just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. I forget how much I'm responsible for, I think. I mean, of course, I'm not responsible for doing everything alone, but I think at the end of the day, I'm still responsible for carrying the final decision. And it feels so juicy to be in a role where someone just says, do this, and I just do it. We're working on this technique that Tom is teaching. It's teachings from Yat Malgren, and he's really taken it and made it into his own. And that on top of the Meisner, taught by Rachel, has just been incredible. I mean, I show up to rehearsal, and every time it's just so glorious. Like, I'm going to these new places. I'm transforming. I'm, I mean, I'll have moments where they say, you were just totally unrecognizable as yourself. And that is, as an actress, one of the most satisfying things to hear. I mean, I, I lose myself. I completely disappear, and I become someone else, and the world looks different. And it's like shape-shifting. It's like temporarily reincarnating. And it is probably one of the most amazing experiences and feelings I've ever known. So it's all gravy then? Yes, I'm definitely getting on the edge again in terms of what I'm able to do. I'm very tired all the time. And I'm just like thing to thing to thing. But, you know, what else is new? I guess that's kind of what everyone is doing modern life but at least the things I'm doing all feed me and when I can just be present with them you know I just like stay very much like what am I doing right now it's wonderful and uh yeah how amazing right how amazing that I mean how many hours am I giving to that I mean so like three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven like yeah like ten to twelve hours a week um now working on my acting and maybe one to two hours a week writing um, on top of uh, House of Who work. So kind of incredible. It's really wonderful. I like, I like seeing things shift. It's nice to see the tide turn. Greater balance. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. What a check-in. I mean, where we're going with Shannon doing a full-length play and training as an actor while running her business is something she's never done before. In the past, she's either burnt out trying to do art and a full-time job simultaneously, or she's toggled back and forth, quitting a job to focus on art and then going back. But this is about to be brand new, true artist-CEO territory. And all I know is, the performer's lifestyle doesn't easily match up with the CEOs. And in terms of my story, 
You'll just have to see what happens next. More on all that next time on Artist CEO. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. My name is Carrie Lowe. You're listening to Artist CEO, co-produced by House of Who and Miller.co. Music is by CF Watkins at cfwatkins.com. Follow us on Instagram at at helloartistceo and visit our website at helloartistceo.com. Till next time. <laughs>